phase two, lesson five. The only message Jesus preached. The only message Jesus preached. Here we've got only two outlines. Outline number one, why did Jesus preach only this message? Outline number two, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. In this chapter, we are going to be looking at the only message Jesus preached and we want to find out why this message only. We have discussed many things Jesus came to do and have explained in details, but now we want to dig into his message that he brought. We want to find out the significance of this message. We want to find out if we are to carry on with this message only and if so, why? We also want to find out if the other topics that Jesus mentioned were to be preached publicly to the whole world or to the believers only as teachings. Let us go to outline number one. Why did Jesus preach only this message? Please open your Bibles uh, to the Gospel of Matthew. Gospel of Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. I'll read again. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. In this outline, we want to look at the reasons why Jesus preached this message of the kingdom. We said in our previous lessons that if one doesn't understand Genesis chapter 1 to 3, that person will never understand why God had to write the Bible to us in the first place. God is the king. We know that Jesus is the king and everything was created through, by, and for him. But God was doing all that through who? Through Jesus. When he gave Jesus the mandate of creating things, it was as if he was the one creating things himself because Jesus would not have created if God the Father didn't exist or if he wasn't given that mandate by him. Therefore, God is the ultimate king and he created everything that is next to you right now. You might have bought the dress in the shop, but the raw materials came from animals created by him. Everything that is seen was made by God in the form of raw materials and human beings were to transform them into what he wanted. This means that God owns everything. God is a king and the king must have a domain and children. And all of them, the king and his children, will form what we call a kingdom. Because the king will have domain, I mean, the, the king will have dominion over the children. We've also, we've also explained that heaven is a country and, and, they, and there is a king in that country. And the firstborn is a king as well. His position makes him a king. He cannot be voted out. <laughs> he cannot be voted in this position or out. Uh-uh. This position is his birthright. Therefore, heaven is a kingdom because there is a king. When Jesus made another domain, the earth, this was so that he can extend his kingdom to that domain. He then made the earth, but the earth was different from heaven in that he made it a physical realm. He then brought forth Adam to occupy this room called Eth, but covered him with flesh to conduct these physical things he had created. God Jesus was still going to be a king over the earth, but live in heaven, and Adam was to live according to the standards of heaven. So Adam was a child of a king, which means he was royalty. But when Satan came and killed his seed by removing the image and the likeness of his father, Adam was no longer a royal child. He became poor. And Satan lived on earth with his angels that had joined him in his hypocrisy and made Adam and all of his offspring their slaves. Satan then, Satan then made the world his own and he ruled it. 
He placed his spirit into positions, rulership, powers, authorities, and principalities. Please open Ephesians 6. Please let us go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. <coughs> let us read. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. These became rulers of the earth, and, syst- and, 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 and system on earth were set by them using dead people. After, after their inheritance was stolen, he produced money so that these slaves can buy it, and he was to be powerful over them. Hmm. Because they will be buying from him, since he is the one who stole it. What people of the earth do not know is that they have no power. What people of the earth do not know is that they have no authority. And what people of the earth do not know is that they don't rule the world. These spirits are ruling on earth. Satan sets his own kingdom after taking authority of the world from Adam. Please open... uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verse 4 and 6, I mean verse 4 to 6. It reads, The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. No one on earth was under the kingdom of heaven until Jesus came. Everyone was ruled by the system of the world. We have said that the Israelites were ruled by the king of heaven, but their kingdom was not a heavenly kingdom because they were not of the they were not of heaven. There is no need for Satan to rule people individually. What he does is that he, he rules the system behind and automatically he will be ruling people indirectly. The things of the world are in his hands and people are under his control because he has already set the kingdom according to his ways. There is no way we can get this inheritance of ours because the system is set that only those who have money can have it. That's why he produced money. Let us talk about the children of Israel. Alright? And their kingdom. Uh, please um, open Exodus, the book of Exodus. Second book from the Bible, chapter 19. Second book from the Bible, uh, Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6. It's read as follows. Now therefore, if you will obey my voice in truth and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own peculiar possession and treasure from, from among and above all people, for all the earth is mine. Remember we said that the earth was still God's, right? It was just the authority of it that was given to Adam. So Satan stole what? The authority, not the world. Right, let's carry on. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the Israelites. The children of Israel were dead like the whole world, right? But since God has struck the covenant with Abraham and all of his offspring, this gave them the right to approach God and he was their king. So they were kingdom children, but their kingdom was not a heavenly kingdom. Yes, they had a king who was from outside this room, but they couldn't be of heaven since they were dead. When Jesus came here on earth, he was the only one who was of heaven. In fact, he was the king in heaven. We can say that the children of Israel had a covenant with Jesus' father, but not with the son, Jesus. Jesus came to a kingdom that was led by his father, but it was not a heavenly kingdom. But Jesus was of his father's kingdom, and he was a king in that kingdom, and Jesus came to introduce that kingdom. 
<laughs> I want I want to repeat that <laughs> because I think I was too fast yeah I want to repeat that when Jesus came here on earth he was the only one who was of the kingdom of heaven in fact he was the king in heaven all right we can say that the children of Israel had a covenant with Jesus' father, but not with the son, Jesus. Jesus came to a kingdom that was led by his father, but it was not a heavenly kingdom, but Jesus was of his father's kingdom. In other words, Jesus was of that kingdom, and he was a king in that kingdom. And Jesus came to introduce that kingdom, that is, the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was not of this world when he came here. When Satan saw Jesus, he could see that he was of another kingdom. So Jesus was the only one to bring back this kingdom that Adam lost. Do you get it now? Do you understand now why he had to bring this message of the kingdom? Because it was the only thing that was lost. When, when, Adam, uh, when Adam uprooted himself from Jesus, he was no longer royalty. He was no longer of the kingdom of heaven. So, Jesus had to come now and introduce back this kingdom, which was lost. I'm sure now you understand. I'm sure now we are on the same page. Let us go to outline number two. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Please open uh, the Gospel of Matthew again for verse 17. We, we've read it before, but I'll read it again. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. From that time on. You get that? From that time on, he began to preach. This was after he was baptized by John and he entered ministry. So from that time on, he started preaching this message, which is repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. It is now understood why Jesus came with this message, isn't it? But why did he preach it to the Israelites first? And why did they have to repent to enter this kingdom? That's a very good question. Why did they have to repent to enter that kingdom? The answer is very simple. The children of Israel were dead. Right? Anyway, they were used as a tool to bring about this Jesus. And previously we said that Abraham was chosen because he was the one who kept the knowledge of God when God was preserving every person who had his knowledge. And from Adam, we, we said Noah was found to have kept this knowledge, and Abraham was found from that line of Noah. This is how the children of Israel came about, and later brought forth Jesus. If you don't understand this, please go to uh, phase one of lesson six and seven. Probably you'll get that. Jesus could not have left the children of Israel aside and go to the Gentile street with this message, because they were the ones through whom he came. He had to fulfill the covenant they had failed to live and then introduce that to them a new covenant. They in turn, they in turn had to go to the ends of the earth to preach this message to every soul so that everyone will have a chance to go back to their father or to be of royalty again. Matthew 28 verse 19. Please go there. Please go there. Matthew 28, verse 19, it reads as follows. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Matthew 24, verse 14, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Acts 1, verse 8. 
the Acts of the Apostles. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this message had to start with the Israelites. And then they will in turn come to us. Right. The end will come when everyone has had a chance to go back to their father. Everyone must know about this kingdom and decide whether they want to be restored to their rightful positions or not. <laughs> How fair is that? Very fair. Why does this message demand that people re re repent? Right. First, I would like to define the word repent. Before we even go to this um, paragraph, I want us to first define this word repent. The word has to do with regretting one's past conduct. Right? It has to do with being sorry for the wrongs done. To ask for forgiveness. Well, if this is true, then it is impossible to feel sorry or to regret or to ask for forgiveness and then continue in sin. People were all born disobedient. We were all born God's enemy. And we were all born wanting to do what he doesn't like. Nobody was born with a big desire to respect him. Uh-uh. <laughs> Nobody. We are all born sinners. Satan made sure that after we were born, we get the wrong teachings so that we will continue to be God's enemies and further his vision. Therefore, to repent means to regret what we did and go back to God and not to live in sin anymore. I'll repeat that. To, to repent means to regret what we did and to go back to God and not to live in sin anymore. In other words, repent means we must regret what we did or ask for forgiveness and then be grafted back. Right? Be grafted back to who? To Jesus whom we came through. Right? How possible is that since we have the wrong teachings and since our attitudes stem from our beliefs and our beliefs stem from our mindset? Is it possible not to sin when we have the wrong information in our minds which we act from? This tells me that repenting starts in the mind. Repent has to do with changing one's mind 180 degrees. In other words, it means we must empty all that is in our minds because it's all wrong and put new information in it that will change our actions. I repeat that. Repenting means that, I mean, repenting starts in the mind, right? Repenting has to do with changing one's mind 180 degrees. In other words, it means we must empty all that is in our minds because it's all wrong and put new information in it and that will change our actions. To put this in another way, we can say to repent means changing one's mind and behave differently so that when we have asked for forgiveness, we will not continue living in sin. Not living in sin demands a complete change of mindset. You can't think sin and act holy. It is impossible. You can't think sin and act holy. Because we put garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. So we can't think sin and act holy. It is impossible. The knowledge we have had, I mean we had, caused us to sin, right? But now if we enter this kingdom, the knowledge we are to have should remove sin from us. In other words, this knowledge must be in conformity with the kingdom knowledge. Right? Please let us go to Matthew 10. The Gospel of Matthew again, chapter 10. From verse 7 to verse 8. Please go there so that we'll read together. 10, verse 7 and 8. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. 
heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Let's go again. As you go, preach this message. You hear that? As you go, preach this message. This is what Jesus told the disciples. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Finish. He didn't say, preach about healing. Or preach about raising the dead. Or preach about driving out demons. He said, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. And then he said, heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you received freely give. Mm, this is very clear, guys. This is very clear. This is the only message that Jesus preached. Even when he sent his disciples to go and preach, he told them to preach this message. This is the only message that the world needs because the only thing that the people lost was the kingdom of heaven. When Satan went to Jesus, he preached money because he wanted to lose Jesus and to, decide, uh, uh, and to sidetrack him. But Jesus did not give in because Jesus knew that money was not supposed to be produced since the inheritance was ours in the first place. I mean, which father will sell inheritance to his children? Think about it, guys. Which father will sell his inheritance? <laughs> Imagine if I have one million rent or two million for my children. And then I tell them to buy that two million. I kept it for them. Can I then ask them to buy it? Aibo. Money was produced by the system set by Satan so that we can buy our inheritance. This is why God and Jesus hate money. No father would like to see their children buying their inheritance. This is why the world revolves around money. It was produced in it for the dead seeds. Right? This is the only message Satan doesn't want people to hear. Because he will lose his subject, the message of the kingdom. Listen to what Jesus says in, 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 in the Gospel of Matthew. Let's go there. Verse, chapter 13, verse 19. 13, verse 19. It says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. I'll repeat it. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Any other message cannot do it, guys. The message of faith can be taught to believers, in fact. Only believers. Not preached. Mm -mm. The message of healing can be taught and only to believers and not preached. But the message of money is really out, guys. <laughs> this message about money is really out. The finance message that, that we hear every day is really out. This is the message that Satan preached to Jesus. If we are found preaching this message, we are preaching Jesus. I mean, we, we are preaching Satan. Eh, guys. This is the message the Satan preached to Jesus and we are not to be found preaching this message because that will mean we are agents of Satan or we are supporting what he did. The message of prosperity really shouldn't be preached. The message of prosperity really shouldn't be preached. That is delusion sent from pit of hell. Mm. It's delusion sent from the pit of, of hell. How can we preach what Satan wants us to have? Satan will give money and prosperity to, to every soul because he produced money. 
This is the only message why, I mean, this is the only reason why Jesus hates money. Hmm? And the only reason why he preached against it. You know, Jesus, he'll, he'll meet people who are so rich and he'll tell them to sell everything and give to the poor. He didn't want anyone to rely on money because money will make you independent. Money will make you independent of God. You, you will not need him. That's why it was created. I mean, that's why it was produced by the kingdom of darkness. So that you will not need God. If you have money, you don't, you don't need God. Because like, you mean like, I mean like, I can, I can provide for myself. Why do I need him? You understand? But it doesn't mean that he wants people to be poor. The system has already been set and nothing can be done. The damage he's already done. You know? So we will have to hear what he says about that. Right? Mm, guys, this is the only reason why Jesus hates money and preach against it. No father will allow his children to buy their stolen inheritance. But the damage is done, and we will later discuss what he expects of us, since the system of this world is already set. The kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is near, right? Why did he say near? At that time, when Jesus was here on earth, the kingdom had not yet come to people because people were still sinners and their sins were not forgiven yet. For the people's sins to be forgiven, a blood was needed. And at that time, Jesus had not been slain, right? Jesus was just preaching it so that when the time comes, they would have known about it and make their decisions whether they want to be royal of your royalty again or not. Thank you. That was lesson five.